Isn't it funny looking back on your teachers? Sometimes they weren't the nicest and they weren't the nicest to me. Well, like this no. PE teacher called me cement shoes because I was fat and I didn't move around Wait, a lot. That's so mean. Yeah. He called me cement. Feet, oh my God. I did think. I ever tell you that I made a teacher cry? You did? Yeah. I made Why? my teacher cry. R-O-T-N. Let, Let me, me present to you. you the Rotten Podcast. The Rotten Podcast. How do you want me to say it? Rotten. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. We took it all. We brought them to our land. An endless night. Ember hot and icy cold. The rage of the earth. We made this curse. Carved it in the blood on our backs. We did not see. We could not, but she did. And in the end... What will I become? Senwa Saga. Hellblade 2. Play it now with Game Pass. Hello guys, good morning. Welcome back to the Rotten Podcast. We're on episode 36, baby. 3-6. The big 3-6 on our fifth anniversary. What a crazy day. I know, today is our fifth anniversary. I think we talked about it a little bit in last week's episode, but Mm -hmm. it is officially today. Sunday, August 6, 2023, exactly five freaking years ago, Matt and I fell in love, said I love you, and became official. It was a long night of staring into each into each other's eyes like I we were know. teenagers. It was that teenage so fever. Weird. You, weird. It was weird because we don't do that anymore. But I yeah. remember when we were first dating, we would literally just talk for hours and hours and open up about everything happening in our lives and not go to bed till six AM. Had you done that with anyone else? No. No. You I've never fell. <laughs> Maybe when I was like a high schooler, like in that like yeah. puppy love oh, totally. era, Same. but when we started dating, it felt real and genuine and it felt honest, right? Because I feel like when you're in high school and you're doing puppy love, you're like not really that honest. You're just like, I don't know. When I was in new. high school and I was like obsessed with girls and be talking to them on the phone, it was so real to me. <laughs> I'm just such like a hopeless romantic. Yeah, you are. It's really cute. I remember you used to always say like, what if we're going to run out of stuff to talk about? And I'm like, I hope we know. Like, (laughs) what's that going to be like when our honeymoon phase is over? Do you think we've run out of things to talk about? I think it's different, but to a degree. Yeah, Yeah. it's not like we're learning about each other anymore, but the conversations Mm -hmm. are more about what's happening. But we spend so much time together. Like today, we spent so much time that by the time we went to dinner, it was like, yeah, we had nothing to talk about when we were sitting there at dinner, which we had been waiting for. <laughs> but we had been in the car. We went to Boba. Like, we ran all these errands. Yeah. We were bopping around, and we're talking for hours on end. So, Well, yeah. So um, today, let's see. Let's run down our anniversary. Um, this morning, I woke up at 10.30 a.m., and you were not home. And I was a little sad. I was like, where the hell did he go? It's our anniversary. So I took the babies out for a little walk, and then when I got home... I saw that you were finally home because you had just worked out and you had surprised me with two dozen roses and a little card and my favorite cookies from Whole Foods, which are the brown butter cookies. If you guys have never tried those brown butter cookies, they're so good. They're very bomb. They have the regular chocolate chip cookies and the brown butter chocolate chip and the brown butter chocolate chip slap. Very good. Yes. And I was shocked when I came home because I didn't find, I was like, where is she? <laughs> the dogs were out and I was like, oh, she must be taking them for a walk, which yeah. I always appreciate. Because I always get a little like 
anxious for the dogs when I feel like they haven't been walked or they've been in their crate for too long. Yeah. So I always love when you go out and you take them and stuff because I normally do it. But yeah, you normally do it because you wake up earlier than me. So mm -hmm. by the time I wake up, it's like, oh, it's already done. Yeah. And that came into my room. I was like rush, rushing around the house trying to get it set up. Cause I went to the gym in the morning and then had to run a couple errands and I was hoping that I could be back before you're out of bed, but you didn't get home till 1130. I don't know what you thought I was going to be doing. Still I, you in said bed. 1030, you got out of bed. So yeah, that's a whole Some, hour before. That's true. <laughs> Some things took a little bit longer, but anyways, when I went into my studio, I saw you had this beautiful display of my favorite snacks all laid out on my desk with a card, which was so cute. And uh, that was such a great way to start the day. Yeah. Um, do you want to say what snacks I got you? So you got me two boxes of Epic Bars. Yeah. Which I love them, but they're not that cheap. So I don't usually don't buy them. And then you got me these three giant bags of Chomp beef sticks, which are amazing. Which are not that cheap either. Those aren't that cheap <laughs> either. So I'm like, hell yeah. And then you also got me peanut M&Ms. I did. And then Reese's Pieces. Reese's Pieces? Not even the right candy. Okay, let me talk for Matthew. I got him dark chocolate mini recess thin cups, yes, which are delicious. Those. And I need to remember to throw those in the freezer yes, right after I'll, we finish I'll this. I'll remind you. And then I also got you the Albanese gummies. And then you also in turn had gotten me the sour version of those, which I'm really glad you did because I saw the sour ones and I really wanted to buy those ones. But I was like, no, like Matt likes the regular flavor ones. And I really want to try the sour. Have you, you've never tried the sour, right? No. Yes. That's why I got them. Really? Yeah. I was we eyeing love them. Those, the Albanese gummies. Those are so good. They're like, yeah, one like of sweaty, my subscribers like family owns it. Like her dad owns no the company. I guess in turn she owns the company, but like her family owns it. Wow. And when I shouted them out on Instagram, she damn me like, that's my dad, like my dad's family's brand. I'm like, what the fuck? That's crazy. <laughs> I want to own a candy company so bad or a boba company. Yeah, we were talking about yes. that today. Oh, so then after after that, um, I took Matt to get our pedicures done. I love taking you to get our toes done together. I and my that. toes look really nice and cute. They're white. Super cute. Alpine Snow OPI gel. Alpine Snow. Wow. <laughs> I've been doing the same color since you've known me. I don't think I I've know. ever had my toenails a different color. If you come home with different colored toenails, I'm going to be shook. How would you feel if they're black? I think it would be exciting and interesting, <laughs> but I want them to be your Alpine Snow. What a yeah. great name Alpine for a color. Alpine Snow. Um, and then we got the paraffin dips, which is where they like take hot wax and they like mold it to your feet and then makes it super duper soft. Feels amazing. And then we were in downtown LA at Hope Spa and Nails, which is where I get my toes and done. Shout out to Kelly. She's amazing. Chicha San Chen, which if you guys have never been, is the equivalent of a three Michelin star boba spot. They won a bunch of awards in Taiwan and they're famous for their boba. And so we discovered this spot in Seattle. I've been once in LA and I was like, oh my God, we're only 20 minutes away. Like we're never in downtown LA. So like, let's get it. <laughs> Not knowing when we got there, it was going to be a whole ass hour long wait. And Matt Crazy. was down for it. Of you course, so it's our anniversary. I love making you happy. I know. And then what did you say to me after we got it? Well, before I get to that, <laughs> I realized I'm turning into an old man because I'm like happy wife happy life you're not even my <laughs> wife yet but you will be soon yes yeah, soon but like if i can keep you happy then all is good yeah. so i was super down i'm like sure i'll be sweating my balls off in this 90 it was, it was 90 like, something degrees yeah, today it was super hot i just can't but i couldn't believe when we first pulled up there the line of people waiting to get boba yeah like you would you would think this is like an exclusive sneaker drop or people waiting for some concert tickets shit. some crazy <laughs> thing but it's literally people getting Boba. Boba. Not only that, it's like $10. It's like expensive boba. It's not cheap at all. So um, anyways, we waited in line. Hour long wait to get yes. the boba. And we got three different bobas to try. <laughs> I wanted to get like a peach tea because I wanted mm -hmm. something a little refreshing. I got the ding dong, which is a silly name, <laughs> oolong latte. And then I also got the honey. Oh, no, the house milk tea with bubbles or boba. Yeah. Um. So we got three drinks total for the two of us. And the bubble milk tea is still a favorite. And why when, do we ever change? Yeah. Same thing with dinner, which yeah. we'll get to. It's like, yeah. why? It's so hard because we want to try new things. But you and I both are such creatures of habit mm -hmm. that we love what we love. And every time we get something different, we just compare it to, you know, bestia or like our favorite whatever dishes is, or whatever yeah. it is. So it's so hard to branch out. But anyways, we got the boba 
And I was drinking it. Mind you, I made an Instagram story, <laughs> like making, I was like, do I get that boba is good, but it can't, it's not this good. good. I made a poll and there's a lot of votes on it right now. Yeah. It's pretty like mixed. What was it? Was 50, 60%? 50 right now. I can check really quick, but it's pretty like. I think only 40% agreed that it was overrated. I'll and then 60% agreed that it was. 45, 55. Okay. So 109 votes on properly rated. Okay. And then 89 votes for overrated. <laughs> and the poll is. Boba is overrated or properly rated. So before you drank the boba, did you think it was overrated? I think boba is overrated for the sense that waiting an hour to get anything is a pretty large commitment. Mm -hmm. Like even our favorite meals, we would wait an hour, but it would still be long. Yeah, There's we used only to wait that long for Tatsunoya Ramen. Remember yeah. in Pasadena? Mm -hmm. I feel like that's the only spot I can think of. Nope. Tatsunoya we wait fucking yeah. an hour all the time for. And we know that that's worth it because also... And I know that it's worth it to you for the boba because you love it so much. I but at least boba. if we're waiting at Kazunori, you can grab a drink, you can chill. There's a good ambiance. We took it all. We brought them to our land. An endless night, ember hot and icy cold. The rage of the earth. We made this curse. Carved it in the blood on our backs. We did not see. We could not, but she did. And in the end, what will I become? Senwa Saga, Hellblade 2. Play it now with Game Pass. And then you're sitting down and you're eating, so it's like a payoff. At least you waited an hour, but maybe you spend an hour at the table and yeah. you have a great time. If you're just going to grab a drink, you're waiting an hour and then you grab it and then it's done in five minutes. <laughs> and then it's like when we were on the way home, it's like, all right, the drink is done. But I will say, when we drank it, and I tried yours. I was like, okay, this is fucking good. Like, this <laughs> is actually incredible. And I told you, anytime you are over there, get me whatever you get. All right, ladies and gentlemen, you guys are hearing it for the first time ever. Matthew thinks waiting an hour for a boba is worth it. Well, I didn't say that. <laughs> I said, if you want to wait the hour. Wow. Okay. Yeah. Well, I am going again this Friday with my friend, Kathy. Um, she was supposed to be my little in my sorority, but my actual little Megan refused to let me have another little, which would have been Kathy. And I'm still kind of cute. I know she was very protective of me. <laughs> and I'm still really good friends with both of them, but I'm taking her to get Boba on Friday and I'll get you one. I'm excited. I'm <laughs> actually looking forward to Friday. Like yeah, you drank back. a lot of my Boba. And I was a little, I wasn't <laughs> sad. It actually made me very happy, but I was sad on my end that I didn't have enough for myself. Yeah, you were like slurping the ice and you're like, oh, there's no more left. And then you're like, yeah. oh, the ice melted. There's a little more. Okay. So if you guys do go to Chicha Sanchan, skip the Ding Dong Latte, which apparently is like the award winning thing you're supposed to get there. No, go for the bubble milk tea. So yummy. Wow. Sorry, we just heard a really loud There's a cycle. lot going on in our neighborhood. I don't, I don't know if you guys can hear it faintly on. in the background, but there is literally house music that is just bumping. It's been bumping for two yesterday. Days. It was bumping until what time you think in the morning? Maybe I think it stopped at like 11. It's absurd. It's really weird. But anyways, um, yes. So sorry if you guys can hear that faintly in the background. I don't know what's going on in the neighborhood. <laughs> Something is happening, an event. I, I don't know. know. It's Sunday night. So they better up. wrap it up soon. Or I hope so. It's pretty late. The old man in me is going to come out and I'm going to like. You like, know, we really need to have like a neighborhood watch team. And you should be like the president. of. <laughs> that would be so funny. I don't know if uh, I'm suited to be the president no, of this No, I think they'd have an issue if the white guy in the neighborhood yeah, is doing it. Absolutely. <laughs> After that, we drove home and then we were only home for an hour. I got ready, you got ready, and then we left to go get Ronin, which is in the Michelin Guide. It doesn't have a Michelin star, but it has like a Michelin recommendation. So we went there. It was really good. It was really good. But not as good as Bestia. Yeah. That's the problem. <sighs> that is the problem that we keep having is like. But we, we tried it. Odium and we liked it. Yeah. So we still have to. We have opportunities to allow new restaurants to come in our lives it's just very hard to make it yeah. into our lives yeah 100 percent. and i think part of it too is just knowing what to order because half of what we got was really good yes. i feel like sometimes that happens when you go to a restaurant you just need to order the right things because we don't shy away from the things that we get when we go to bestia babel we know exactly what we want and we don't want anything, anything else. else or else it would ruin the experience for us but anyways got dinner had a good time, even though it was pretty hot outside. So hot today. Yeah. And then we drove to Beverly Hills to get Pinkberry. We did. Some Froyo, which we was did. great. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
Anyways. Oh, we're not going to talk about that. And <laughs> we're, then, missing a, we're skipping out on a story. Then we came home. And now here we are. It is 9 o'clock Sunday night on our anniversary, crushing out a pod episode. Yeah, both a- Matt and I were like, should we just cuddle on the couch? And I was like, yes, but we're going to feel so freaking. No, that's what I said. Oh, what did you say? You said, let's cuddle. And I'm like, okay, but what if we got home and we just crushed out the episode and then we'll feel way more rewarded to yeah. like lay on the couch and cuddle or else we'll just feel like lumps of shit, like couch potatoes just yeah. sitting there for hours that's on end. True. And that happens. I feel like you have to time out the time that you commit to laying on the couch because if you lay on the couch and start watching shows too early it's like hard to fall asleep it is you're like you're horizontal for too many hours (laughs) it's not good that's true um yeah so i'm feeling very productive right now that we celebrate our anniversary (laughs) but are also still working on top of that like i love a work balance like that especially when you're doing it around your family your loved one your friends yeah whoever it is and that was aimed at you when i said family Um, I know. Okay, honestly, your family is so sweet. Like literally, Andrew and Jennifer texted me, being like, "Congratulations on five years! Can't wait to like have you in my life for another five years." And then the other one, Andrew, was like, "What did he say?" He said something like really cute too, but like celebrating our anniversary. And I was like, "I've never ever texted anyone on their anniversary celebrating them." Yeah, the maybe, only people I've ever texted was maybe like, your fam, like maybe your like your parents. You would do yeah, that too, but like not a while ago. Not like. Your sisters. Yeah. But they but see really you as cute. your family because we're all out here together. They look at you as a big sister. They look up to you. You yeah. know, it's very precious. Um, I have to tell you while I was <laughs> while I was pooping because, okay, so Matt and I got home from dinner in Pinkberry and then both of us had a little like turn on the toilet while I was on the toilet. My sister texted me being like, you should come home for Thanksgiving. And all I could think about was I can't do that. Andrew and Jennifer are out here. And I love There's Thanksgiving with them. Yeah. We have our Thanksgiving tradition. We which have is my our favorite. own tradition. Okay, so while we were driving home from Pinkberry, I wanted to share this story with Matthew that I had never shared with him before. And yes. Matt and I have been dating for five years. Five years. And I don't think I've ever not told you a story. I feel like you're learning new things about me that I from have, the podcast, yeah, it's yeah. forcing you to speak. Yeah. So I was like, I was about to tell Matt the story. And I was like, wait, wait, wait. We should wait for the podcast to talk about yeah, it. You started like telling it almost twice. And you're like, oh, okay, I'll wait. I'll yeah. wait. <laughs> okay, so Matt and I <laughs> did something bad today. Did you call it bad? <laughs> this is like innocent. It was bad. innocent bad, but it was like not great. And then it reminded me of the shit I would do as a kid. And, um, it, like, it, it just like jogged my memory. And then I realized that there was a story of when I was six years old in first grade, I actually got my first referral, which I think different schools call it different things, but a referral is almost like a write-up detention. Like it's a referral to the principal to have a student intervention. So I got my first referral and only referral in first grade because... I was sitting at the lunch table um, with a group of my friends and like pretty much like in first grade, you all kind of sat together at the cafeteria lunch table. And there's a girl named Christina that was in my class. And we also lived in the same apartment complex at the time. And I did not like her. She did not like me. And during this freaking lunch, all of a sudden she was like, Tiffany, you're really ugly. And me being a cocky little motherfucker, knew I was ugly, but I still wanted to like prove that I wasn't as ugly as her because <laughs> I think I thought she was really ugly in first grade. So I sat up at the table and I go, who thinks I'm uglier than Christina? And everyone said, you're not uglier than her. And she got mad and kicked me underneath the fucking cafeteria table. So what did I do? I gathered my ketchup packets. <laughs> and as a kid, when I was in school, we would twist the ketchup packets and then oh, step yeah. on them. So they would splatter everywhere. So I followed her into the bathroom with these ketchup packets. And while she was in the bathroom, I stepped on them and splattered her with it. And this other little fucker was in the bathroom with us and tattled on me. Some like other random girl. She tattled on me, told the janitor on me, and they wrote me up. You were six? A referral, yes. I was six years old. God, the six-year-old beef was real. I can't I even remember know. having beef with anyone at six, but I'm sure it was, there was a lot of like, no, I hate you. She was mean. She kicked me. That's so mean. And I was you the only one that got in like, trouble. You like, who thinks she's uglier than me? <laughs> okay, well, I mean, like, 
I was, I'm That's very so like headstrong. I don't start fights, but I don't end them. Mm-hmm. If you're going to start a fight with me. No, you start fight. You don't start fights, but you end them. I don't end the fights. I keep the fight going. Wait, what? Yeah, you finish, but it. I don't finish it's the fight either. No, that's not the like the terminology oh, okay. is like I don't start the fight, I finish it. Okay, well, yeah, I um, I'm not gonna like just like cower. I'm not a cower. I've never been that way. I was never taught to cower, so I. <laughs> that's pretty impressive. I fought her. That is so well. I funny. didn't kick her, but <laughs> wish I did. <laughs> did you get a lot of like detentions or write ups in school, or was this more of just six no, year old? No, so I. Mrs. Marquez was the vice principal. I went into her office. She yelled at me, told my parents. She gave me a pink slip, told me that I needed my parents to sign it and bring it back. I never had my parents sign it. Then my uncle found it in my backpack, actually, and like months later and got really upset at me because my little dumb six-year-old brain didn't think to throw it away. So I just kept it and hid it. (laughs) And then I finally gave it to them months later and they didn't care. They were like, okay, whatever. Um, no, but I've gotten in trouble more than that. And I still don't understand how I got into UCLA because I did get in trouble when I was in high school. What'd you do? Um, so I got suspended in high school. Do I not know this? No, you do know this. You do. I've told you before. It sounds crazier than it was, but they didn't put it on my crazy people say (laughs) they didn't put it on my record, which was really nice. So what was it? Okay. So in high school, I got suspended because let's call him Mr. Gailey. (laughs) <laughs> which is so fitting because he was a gay man. <laughs> I just okay. made up Gailey, but because I lived on Gailey Street when I was in college, whatever. Mr. Gailey, um, he was my first period teacher. And knowing me, I'm always tardy, like a minute max. I was never more than like two minutes late to his class. You're always but late. But he was the only teacher in my four years of high school that would actually write me up for being tardy. And I think I gathered nine for the entire semester. And then once you gather nine, you get suspended, which is stupid because you're telling your kid not to go to school because they missed school. Makes sense. So I got suspended from school. Um, But I'm just like realizing things that were so inappropriate that happened in high school because Mr. Gailey, the gay man, had a spanking list. Like imagine calling your naughty list the spanking list. Like, isn't that weird? It's really weird. Yeah. It could be innocent. But it could look really bad as It was well. really weird. Yeah. Looking at the time was very innocent and he never actually spanked anyone. But it was a little like a sexual type of thing. Yeah. It was a little sexual. Maybe not something you do when you have a He would call kids pool. naughty and like, I'm putting you on the spanking list. And he would make it a thing. But like, he was a great teacher. So like everyone kind of like put it past him. But I even talked. Looking talk- back. It's yeah. Like, hmm. Looking back, I even had it in my valedictorian speech. I had it in my speech. I wish I could like bring up the speech, but uh, too bad we weren't recording everything. <gasps> no, I did. You have it. I ha- I think I pu- I was making YouTube videos at this time. I have my valedictorian speech on YouTube somewhere. I it's private. See this. Yeah. I really wish that I had access to my old phones when I was in junior high and my high school phones. I'm so yeah. sad that I don't have that. Did you get in trouble for doing anything when you were in school? I got in a lot of trouble. <laughs> like, okay, I'm asking this as if I don't know. I already know yeah. you got in trouble. I just don't know the oh, specific I'm just stories. trying to remember. Like, I'm just trying to figure out what to say. Um, well, so for me, our schooling system was a little bit weird where we had preschool, then we had kindergarten through second grade. What? And then we went to an, oh, we had That's kindergarten so through third grade. That's so weird. And then you went to a different school for, for third, fourth, fourth and fifth. That's even weirder. Because yeah, it was weird because they were doing construction and there was two separate schools on the same property. Oh. So it was K through. But you could walk to like this, the campus. You had no business being there unless you were in fourth or fifth grade. But yeah. Yeah. So anyway, I mean, you can walk there. Like yeah, yeah. if you had a yep. first grade brother, yeah. you could get dropped yeah, off yeah, and yeah. walk over. Yeah. So yeah. So it makes a little more sense. And then junior high was sixth through eighth okay yeah and in junior high i got in so much trouble like i was constantly getting detentions and write-ups just for being like that smart ass kid who would talk back to the teacher and be like okay baby or like there was this one teacher miss d'angelo (laughs) d'antonio i don't remember miss d'antonio she was this hot italian like assistant teacher oh my god i just gave her so much shit but would also like flirt with her but there was teachers that would love me because i was like kind of like witty and was like very personable 
but then there very was much so, like you today. Yeah, but then there was teachers that just hated me. Yeah, because I, yeah, because you're annoying. <laughs> I'm annoying. Yeah, I would have found you annoying because I found all the class because I was yeah. very studious, minus the fact that I would show up late to class. Very studious and very serious about school. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, I would have fucking hated you. <laughs> <laughs> I remember just like flipping off a teacher one time, like. What? I remember, like, me and my friends were just like, oh my god, this actually, this reminds me, I actually got detention in middle school as well. I've gotten in trouble in every school and in college. It's a different story. I won't tell that one. I want to hear that one. No, I'll tell you off camera. Okay. (laughs) But, anyways, yeah, my group of friends, we were just like, you know, looking back on it, we all kind of had stuff going on at home. You know, single parent households or parents having issues, money issues. So my group of friends was like, kind of like the bad kids, okay. not terrible the where we're being sent kids. away, but the rebellious kids where we were good enough to be around the kids and not sent off to boarding mm-hmm. school, but just like the knucklehead, the troublemakers. Like one of my friends like raised his hands and would just fart, like just like <laughs> stuff like that. So anyways, that was kind of my junior high. And at one point in junior high, I had so many detentions that they had to suspend me. They're like, you've reached the limits of detention, so we're going to have to give you an in-school suspension. Okay. What'd you do for those? I don't know. I just was always just getting written up by being just like an idiot. Okay. And then I remember someone telling me years later, like, yeah, you had like the record at Wood Oaks for most detentions until like this kid, who I know this kid, like broke my record. And I had no idea. You know how like people ask, like, oh yeah, my husband says that we date if we're in high school. Like, no. Well, that's good. People need to grow and yeah. like, get that shit out of their system. Because now you're not like that at all. Yeah, and even in high school, I really wasn't much like this. I didn't really care to make much of a fuss. My trouble was more of like, okay, sneaking out mm-hmm. during lunch, skipping classes, but yeah. getting away with it, smoking weed during lunch, coming high to school, Yeah, you know, smoking cigarettes, doing that kind of stuff. But sophomore year, yeah. biology... <laughs> We had a field trip to the sand dunes because there's sand dunes in Illinois, like near. They're not very far. And Mm -hmm. so we took this field trip and me and my best friends planned on like getting high the whole time. So we he brought a vape with him. And on the bus ride on the field trip, teachers, everything. We're in the back of the bus vaping weed when we were 15, 16 years old, which they didn't catch us. No one even knew. So we're just (laughs) hilariously like getting high in the back of the school bus. Looking back, it was like what why are we doing that but anyways then when we got to the actual (laughs) sand dunes we all like had everything prepared we knew what we were doing there was this one time during the field trip where everyone was allowed to go explore do what they want it was like the free time Mm -hmm. and so me and a group of friends there was like a few girls but me and my friends like probably a group of like six of us we walk off we walk down like a little sand dune so it's like a little hill and we spark up like a bowl like we pack a bowl we smoke a bowl and there was even one point where some of my friends were like doing it just like it kind of in the open, but just like covering it. Like, I don't, it's just insane. <laughs> you guys were about. kind of being dumb about it. Yes. And anyways, there was this one girl that followed us and we didn't know. And then she tried to like catch us. So she like ran down the sand dune and mm, whatever. We didn't no. know anything, whatever. Everything's fine. We got away with it. No problem. Yeah. Then three days later. It's like the end of the school year and we have what's like the called like field day or something where it's just like you're hanging out all day. You're signing yearbooks like there's no class. It's like summer's about to start and I get called in to the principal's office and they're like, were you smoking weed on this field trip? Did you deny? I said, no. They said, yeah, you did. I said, how do you know that I did? You have no evidence. And they're like, wow, that was very lawyer of you. At that age, I would have never been able to because like, we got away with it. Yeah. So I'm like, no. What are you talking? Well, yeah. About? What are you talking about? And they proceeded to say, well, we heard that you did, and so we're going to give you a f- ten day suspension. That's a lot. Or a five day. It was like ten day in. It was like ten ISS. days. Yeah. Or five day if you do this like drug program, and I'm like. What? Like, how do you, you guys have no evidence. And they're like, we're not the police. We can do whatever we want. That was literally what their response was. And they're like, and if you don't do this, then we're going to bring it up to the school board to have to, to recommend you get expelled. Oh shit. So I'm like, okay, I have no choice. Like, yeah, yeah, I can't fight this. This isn't like a trial. Like they don't need evidence. They can do whatever they want. Sure. 
So I got suspended. My mom was so pissed. My <laughs> parents were so pissed at me, but it ended up kind of being fun because then I got to like hang out for five that days. That day that I got pulled from school was like the field day. So everyone's having fun. And then during open lunch, my mom went to work. My dad was at work. My friends came over. We were like smoking weed. But I think we like took a shot or something in the middle of the day. And then they left. And then I was kind of just sitting there like, what do I it's do? Weird. Like I'm by myself. No, that's what I don't get is that I got suspended as well. And it's like so. Wouldn't it be more of a punishment to keep me in school than to tell me to not go to school? Yeah. It was weird. But I only had a one-day suspension. To wrap this story up, so they, I had to go in this drug program, which was like four weeks. You had to go. You had to do a course with your parent about like drugs and all this stuff. Mm -hmm. And then you had to do like therapy, counseling, four sessions, drug testing. Okay. And for me, that was a huge deal because I couldn't smoke weed if they were going to test me. And that's all me and my friends did. We like <laughs> loved smoking weed. It was like a big part of like how we spent our time. Yeah. And I was like, I'm not going to be able to freaking smoke weed this summer. Or like, when is this course going to mm -hmm. start? And it ended up not starting until the following school year at the start of it. So I was like, great, had a great summer, whatever. Then when that all started, they tested me and my, the THC levels in my blood were like so high or whatever. <laughs> Mind you, I'm also at my heaviest, like okay. 270 pounds. And THC Jeez. binds to fat, so it's stored in your fat cells. Yeah. So I went through this program. I had to go every week to get drug tested. And there was one week where she tested. The first week she tested me, the levels were super high, concerning, whatever. The next week, the level went down. But then the week after that, it went up. And you're like, I didn't fucking do I'm anything. like, I didn't smoke. And she's like, look. People, I know, like, I know it's really hard for you. And like a lot of times when people have these issues, I know it's hard to come to terms with it. And I'm like, look, I did not smoke <laughs> weed. And I was like so upset because they they were literally telling me that I did. And I'm like, I did not like, smoke weed. I'll fucking weed. take a lie detector right now. I, I literally didn't do said it. that. I told my mom and she, my mom believed me, but my dad was like, my dad didn't have any patience. He's yeah. like, I don't believe this shit. He's like, what the fuck are you doing? Whatever. And I was so upset. I was like, let me take a blood test because mm -hmm. blood tests are way more accurate and they wouldn't let me. So it, this went on for 12 weeks. It was supposed to be four weeks. It happened for 12 because weeks. Because you tested positive. For so long because all the THC stored in my fat. Why didn't you take those like THC remover drug kits? Because they, they, they have them. I tried that. It didn't work. It didn't work. Yeah. And my one of my best friends, he bought... <laughs> He literally is such a smart kid for the things that he likes. <laughs> smart he in the wrong reasons. He didn't yeah. apply it to good things. Like he, he grows his own weed. He brews his own beer. He's very, very crafty, very smart guy. He's successful, what have you. But he but would get bring in fake pee and they would like leave the door open to watch you. But he would pretend to do it. He would come in there with temperature uh, heating strips on the urine to keep it at the exact level that it is in your body temperature, so they would know. Yeah. That it, so they wouldn't know, and he got away with it. It was so impressive. But anyways, yeah. So that was like my big thing that happened in school. As far as school, I got a couple yeah. of drinking tickets, got arrested for some other stuff, and then at graduation, the day of graduation, they told me we're gonna put you on the edge of the rose so we can watch you. I'm like, why? I'm not even a bad kid. Yes, you were. No, I really, that was like the only thing that I did in school. Was the weed thing? Yeah. And so they made, they called my name out of order. For detention. Not, that was junior high. Still, they fucking knew your reputation. I don't know. It was like, that's Matthew, how I grew well, up. Sorry, Everyone, but I did not know half this shit. Like, what the fuck? What do you mean you had the world record at your school? world record. That's what some kid told me. I don't know if that's true. I don't know if anyone's keeping tabs. Like, they probably were. Yeah, so I was really close to Mr. Schaefer. My mom and Mr. Schaefer got along really well. He really liked me, but he had to give me many detentions. No, I actually, high. this is reminding me that I've, I've gotten in detention for skipping a class and getting caught because me and my two best friends at the time skipped computer science class because Mr. Moody fucking sucked and Mr. Moody lived up to his name. He was very moody. Sounds like someone I know. <laughs> Who? <laughs> Either way, I did not like Mr. Moody's class. And so me and my two best girlfriends decided to sneak into the bathroom next to the PE trailers. So all of us hid in the handicapped disability bathroom. And we heard like the meanest PE teacher come in. She was a girl. And our dumbasses thought we can get away with it by 
giggling and like hiding our toes beneath like the I don't even know what they're called. Just like, like the stalls or the stalls. I mean, the stalls are open. And so she clearly sees us. And so she finishes up her business. We think we're getting away with it. And then while she's washing her hands and she's done, she dries her hands. She goes, you guys can come out now. Like, fuck, 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 fuck. So we come out, we end up going to the principal's office. We get Saturday school, which is even worse than in school suspension. I was actually gonna ask you about if you guys had Saturday school. Yeah, so yeah we, we got did. Saturday school. But another time I got in trouble, which was not my fault. I was wearing a Halloween costume on Halloween. I feel like in my brain, I'm very studious, but some of the actions I did in high school were like a little questionable. And a lot of the teachers probably looked at me like this fucking dumb bimbo, how the fuck is she valedictorian? Granted, I was very smart, but I actually had a situation where it was Halloween every year. Everyone in school gets dressed up, right? Like every other high school student. And I come in with my little Bo Peep outfit. So freaking cute. I'm wearing leggings underneath and no one says a thing. No one bats an eye at my outfit except the oldest lady and meanest teacher in the freaking school, which was my science teacher. And she's old and she's grumpy. And she called and she called the vice principal and told her about my outfit. And so the vice principal makes me change. But the thing is, I thought it ended there, except Except I had like my friends in other classes, I guess the vice principal showed up to another classroom to like have a speech about like dress code etiquette. And someone asked like, oh, did anyone get written up today? And she goes, yeah, I had to write up a slutty Bo Peep. She called me a slut to a whole classroom. Like what? Imagine like a vice principal now, called me a slut to an entire classroom. And like- I thought it was the teacher that called you that. No, it was the vice principal. Like I went to the vice principal's right. office. She made me change into PE clothes. And then she got called into a classroom to talk about like Halloween etiquette. And then a student asked her, did you like make anyone change today? And she said, yeah, I had a slutty Bo Peep change today. Which by the way, it was not slutty, but she said that when she went to the Halloween store that weekend, there was a costume called slutty Bo Peep. And she thought that was the costume I was using, which it wasn't, it wasn't. But either way, it was like, I was so mortified. Isn't it funny looking back on your teachers when you're that age, you look up to them, like you're these adults. And then when I'm looking back, like They're all the gym teacher, <laughs> like the guy who was so cocky and like, we had these gym teachers like in junior high that were so cocky and whatever. Yeah. And it's like, dude, you're a fucking gym teacher. <laughs> and then you do like summer camp. Yeah. Like, who are you? And not putting down teachers at all. But it yeah. was like, sometimes they weren't the nicest and they weren't the nicest to me. Well, like this no. PE teacher called me cement shoes because I was fat and I didn't move around Wait, a lot. That's so mean. Yeah. He called me cement. Feet, oh, my God. I did think. I ever tell you that I made a teacher cry? You did? I made my coach cry, actually. Yeah, I made Why? my teacher cry. She was my math teacher, but she also happened to be my JV volleyball coach. And me and our, our entire team were convinced that she hated us. So after a game, she was pissed at us because she, I kid you not, she would literally torture us. She would make us run suicides for every serve we didn't make during a game. And there was this one bad game where we had like 20, like, not 20, that's actually insane, but like maybe 10 missed serves. And instead of making us do suicides, she made us do fucking laps up and down these stairs that were like ginormous at our school. And all of us, like I think two of the girls threw up, all of us were tired and all of us were like, why is she our coach? And we all decided to camp together and have a talk with her. And we made her cry because we were like, you hate us. Why are you our JV coach? Blah, 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 blah. She ended up being one, like, one of my favorite teachers, but she was convinced that we all cheated in our AP exams because all of us got fives. Okay, wait, hold Did on, you? No, 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 no. First off, impossible. I mean, maybe it's not impossible to cheat, but no, we didn't. But she was such a good teacher at math. I went to AP Calculus, AB, and BC. So AP Calculus, BC is the highest math level you can get in the APs that they offer wow. to high school. So I got a five, which is the highest score. The thing is, I think 80% of our entire class got a five. It's graded on a curve, right? So compared to everyone else in the United States, how well we did, we got mm -hmm. a five. And she was so convinced all of us cheated when we didn't. She was just that great of a teacher or all of us were just that great at math. <laughs> she was my, one of my favorite teachers was a math teacher in high school. Yeah. Because when you teach math well, there's something so satisfying about it when they can break down 
how you solve a problem because it is an equation. Yeah. So if they have a good structure to the class, mm -hmm. it can be so rewarding and fulfilling. Yeah. But if they don't do a good job, it's so challenging. Yeah. <laughs> I wasn't the best at math. Yeah. I wasn't terrible, but. Not the best. Not the best. Not no AP Calc BC no, fives. No <laughs> way. I'd look at those kids and be like, that's uh, like, that's way over my head. Trust me. I don't know anything I learned. I know how to maybe do like a derivative, but I don't remember anything from AP Calculus BC. But um, no, she ended up being one of my favorite teachers after we made her cry. She like became a little nicer to us. We didn't exactly improve in volleyball after that though. So yeah, <laughs> she expected a lot from us, which was very rare at our school. So it this was a good thing. thing. Yeah. yeah. But it made us think that she hated us because she was so hard on us in volleyball. How many Saturday detentions did you get? I feel like only that's one. the true mark of how bad you were in high school. I only got in trouble once every different school. So once in elementary school, once in middle school, and once in high school. I mean, other than like the vice principal calling me a slut, I didn't actually get in trouble other than that time I got detention. And that one time I te cheated on my homework and my teacher literally watched me while I was doing it and then got mad at me and gave me an F on that homework assignment. But he didn't like report me or anything. Okay, so either way, um, I'm glad we're talking about this because Matt and I discovered you shared with me a very interesting random story, mm -hmm. which was so out of nowhere captivating. And we ended up reading pretty much the whole story in one sitting. But room, what was it, 240, 270? Okay, I need you guys to go to room270.com and read this excerpt. It is a four hour long essay about a teacher in St. Louis. Having no, no, Illinois. No. Illinois. Bet you 100 bucks right now. Okay. Illinois. It's in Illinois. Illinois. What? Granite City High School is in Illinois. Illinois. Why did he keep talking about St. Louis? Okay. Matthew's right. Okay. So it is about a teacher in Granite City, Illinois, that had a freaking affair with his student and admits to every single freaking detail of his affair with a student and I am sitting here being like, is this not illegal? Like if he admits that while he was a teacher, he was having sex with a student inside his classroom, how does he not go to jail for this? So I read the entire excerpt, might've skipped a few annoying parts where he was just crying. Poems and crying and stuff. Yeah. But we Got to all the good stuff. Yeah, so you guys need to look this it's up. It's like an emotional journey. I feel like, I mean, he wrote it in a pretty good way. Like it was very captivating the way that he wrote it, but also the subject matter on itself is captivating. Yeah. That's what it really ties you in because why is this guy openly admitting, admitting. and telling his story, which, I mean, here we are sitting and talking about it. Maybe there's something to learn from it. It was good writing it's an interesting story i would say his poems fucking sucked though every time he talked his about poems his poems were, were so bad but his writing about the situation was interesting but it didn't make me feel like i was rooting for him because the entire yeah. time i was so disgusted by what mm -hmm. he did which was he tried to blame it on his student like pan so the student's name is Peyton and he would be like, Peyton would say, I love you to me. Peyton would do this. Peyton would do that. What I think he did a good job at least telling was like the blurred lines of being a teacher. Yeah. That a blurred line of a teacher that people like students care about. Yeah. And we all have those teachers that you're friends with. You really like, they're like the cool teacher. And he was just, you know, kind of describing how you're kind of a brother, you're kind of a friend, you're kind of a f family, you're kind of their parent, you're kind of your uncle. So there's so many different, but it doesn't make it right. No, it doesn't make it right. I'm not saying that, but it, he did a good job of explaining how those dynamic and those lines get blurred because no one knows. It's like, how does that relationship start? Mm-hmm. But like he did a good job of at least explaining how that could happen. Yeah. That doesn't make it right at all. He crossed the line. It's disgusting. And now they have a baby. And yeah. he left his wife and two kids for this 18 yeah. year old. Uh, the thing is, it felt like she got smart about it and then reverted back to it because she actually um, put together a restraining order against Andrew, who is a teacher, and then said that he was manipulative, told her parents that he followed her to her college and like wrote her letters when she told him to stop. But then I don't know how it 
came to where she then got back together with him two years later. Yeah. I mean, the story that he writes ends with them having a restraining order and him not sure if things will ever mend itself because he wasn't sure if it was her parents' pressure forcing her to do this restraining order or if it was real. Yeah. Because she blocked him on everything. And this would happen time and time throughout their like relationship where she would have to block him and do all these things and say these things in front of her parents. But then she'd be like, sorry, my parents were there. Yeah. But if you go on Instagram, you could see they're like, you they're know, still together. She's, and she's pregnant. pregnant, which is crazy. I don't know. I just feel so gross about it. I feel gross because I just couldn't imagine you. You don't have to imagine me doing this. No, no, no. Imagine like you talking about our sex life in detail publicly. Like I would yeah. cringe and be so upset. I feel the worst for his kids when they go and they read this okay. in the future. Like that's terrible. And I feel the worst for his wife that he left, mm -hmm. his ex-wife. And I also feel really bad for her parents, the girl's parents. Like it's embarrassing. Oh, it's so embarrassing it. for the parents. And we found out that in that school, Room 270, which if you go to the website, room270.com, there's a picture of the classroom. It looks like your average you high know, school classroom. And it, they boarded up the classroom and no one's allowed to go in there anymore because yeah. it's kind of, it's gross. Because I mean, he's coming on the carpet. He's jizzing on the floor. He had the journalism class and also like the video editing class and whatever. And everyone knows in high school, those are like the jerk off classes. Yeah. No pun intended. Those are the fun classes. <laughs> those are the jerk off classes. <laughs> Literally. <laughs> and so he used the green screen cover they would use to film behind to pick up his jizz all over the floor. And it's like the craziest thing to me was that teachers had known and didn't say anything because remember they i don't know if you read this but there was a moment where they kissed in a room and a teacher saw it and then just walked out and pretending they didn't see it and it was like i wonder how off like how frequent these things happen i hope not often at all yeah but at my school um i think three years after i graduated Mr. Bustamante, who was the coach for the football team, got accused of sexual assault with a student. So I can't imagine it's that rare. Yeah, I don't think it's that rare. It's kind of like human nature. I feel like everyone gets all kooky when they're in a classroom for that many hours. I mean, I remember- I never looked at a teacher being attracted to them. I'm sure if you had a hot teacher that was attractive, you would. I had a hot TA. You're sitting there for hours. I mean, when you're a high school kid and your fucking testosterone is pumping and you're just getting boners all the time and you're staring. Like, Sorry, I don't get boners all the right, time. Right, but like for guys, it's different. Are you I saying guess. you had a crush on a teacher? Yeah, there was a couple. Not like real crushes. Yeah, but like I don't like that. Like there's, there's like a double standard to like woman teachers having affairs with male students. It's still so weird. Yeah. And I'm like, are you okay? You okay? Yeah. Don't we know someone that had an affair with a, a a woman teacher while he was in high school? Yeah, we don't know if it's true, though. It's yeah, all it's hearsay. True. It's all hearsay. Yeah. But he did say it. Yeah. But, like, and back I to the being room like, Were you okay? Like, are you okay now? Like, do I need to, like, put you <laughs> in therapy? I feel like it's an accomplishment if you're a guy and yeah, you fuck so your, gross, like, woman though. teacher. Yeah. That's a really weird double standard, though. Yeah. Because it was the other way around. It would be really weird. Yeah. Anyways, though, back to the room 270 thing. You sold it to me as this very interesting story that was like smut. And I didn't even know what that was. I'm like, what the hell is okay, smut? Okay, no, I didn't say it was smut. I said it's really freaking weird that this teacher wrote about everything. And it's smut-like, which mm -hmm. if you guys don't know what smut is, it is like Fifty Shades of Grey. It talks about sex. It like It's like in-depth sexual Romantic detail. talk, yeah. Yeah. Wait, did I, I ask you to take a screenshot so you can talk about it on the podcast? Because he was writing an excerpt about Holly and being really mean to his wife. Okay. Let's give it back. I want to I want to read a part of this story that I screenshotted. I feel like we're doing a bad job of explaining how explicit and weird and vulnerable Andrew got doing this essay. It almost felt like he was on his deathbed and wanted just to like admit to everything. So, I'm I'm asking Matt to like read in the little excerpt that I found so interesting. What makes this story so interesting is this is a married man, like I said, with two kids. And you're going through his mind as he starts to fall in love with this 18-year-old girl and the chemistry and the flirting and the bantering and the back and forth and how this flirtatious, dynamic relationship between student and teacher turns from, you know, maybe playful, innocent into full-blown 
intimacy affair where it starts off like, yeah, I love you. And it's like, ah, whatever. And then it's like, wait, what'd you mean? Did you really mean that? Sorry, I said that. It was like, no, I actually do have feelings for you. Then it's like, you know, what then are you all of a sudden. In bed? Yeah. And then it's like they, they have a kiss and then it goes to like the next steps. And it just like builds and builds and builds. And he details all of this. Mind you, he has a wife and two little kids at home that she's taking care of. Three, sorry, little <laughs> kids at home that she's taking care of while he's going and meeting this 18 year old in church parking lots she's at home cleaning up diapers and taking mm -hmm. care of fucking kids and wondering what's going on with my marriage asking him what's wrong and he's lying to her yeah. and she's like let's fix our relationship and he just completely yeah. gaslights her but anyways <clears throat> i'll read an excerpt of a letter that he wrote his wife Holly. at the end of it where he pretty much says like hey read this letter like because she said, let's go to couples therapy. Are you seeing anyone? And he kept saying, no, I'm not seeing anyone. No. And she's like, let's go to couples therapy. Let's work on this. Because he said he wanted to get a divorce. And then he's like, okay, fine. And then he's like, I lied about saying that I would. But like, I wanted to tell her that. And then eventually he's like, hey, I don't want to go to couples therapy. This is not going to work. And then he wrote her a letter that he wanted her to read. And so he said, Holly, which is his wife's name. I'm done pretending. I don't love you like a husband loves a wife. I don't love you romantically. I don't love you emotionally or spiritually. We're just friends. Worse, we're acquaintances who live together and have three children. I don't want to live in this marriage anymore, and I waited too long to tell you. I should have spoken up years ago when it could have been fixed, but I can't be repaired anymore. You might fix all the things we discussed about yourself, but it won't matter. Not for me. I know you want to fix it and fight, but I don't. In my heart, I moved on long ago. I'm a liar. I'm fucked up. I'm broken. I'm a shell of the man I should be, and I know it. This isn't all your fault. Please don't feel that way. I share as much or more of the blame. We moved away from each other. I fell apart. Is this when he says, "Oh, you love your children, but you don't love oh, the whoa, guy that gave you the children or something? Wait, I'll keep going. Then he proceeds to say, I want to be better, but I don't want that with you. I want you to move on. Find <laughs> someone else who will make you happy. A good man who will be a good dad for our kids when I'm not around. You can still do that. You can still be happy. I love our children and I want them as much as I can have them. I don't want to fight for a year in court just to see them on the weekends. If you still love me, then don't do that to me. Let me go. But let me have them too. Fairly. Share them with me. And let's remain friends and raise these children the best we can. What an asshole. I also remember reading in a different letter, he said, you love the children so much, but you don't love the man that gave you those children. And he kept talking about how she was just so obsessed with the children being a good mother, but like never was a good partner. And it's like, well, clearly it's because you weren't fucking stepping up to the plate. You were clearly having an affair on the side and not paying attention to your kids or your wife. Yeah. And you're wondering, I why mean, now that I'm reading that back, I feel like he, that was necessary for him to do because it's so painful to read that it's like really the only way he could like cut her with that knife to be like, it's over, it's over. move away from yeah. me. Like mm -hmm. if he didn't make it such a painful jab to the heart, she probably would just continue to like long for him and want it to work and be wondering, but Instead, he made it easier to hate and to yeah. move on. So at least, you yeah. know, I'm sure she can hate him easily and move on a lot better because of those words, you know? He did so many other, like, effed up things as well because he even told her that he was, like, gonna commit suicide. So she wanted to look at the phone logs, but he had hours on end talking to this Peyton 18-year-old girl. Yeah. But his wife kept asking, let me see the phone records. Let me see the phone records. And he's like, shit, I don't know how long I can avoid this. So he called the one, like the suicide prevention hotline, knowing it would be on there so that he had a story to tell his wife, being like, there's something on there I don't want you to see. And then kind of like played with that for a while. And she's like, tell me what it is. And he's like, well, I called the suicide prevention. Like, I wanted to kill myself. Like, made this whole crazy elaborate lie just to try to cover his tracks. Yeah. The links people will go to hide something. That's crazy to me. That's so, so insane. We have that to not look forward to. That will never be happening <laughs> in our life. Or I will cut them balls off. I will cut the balls off. Yeah, I would yeah, I would cut off your <laughs> what? fucking I don't know what I would cut Nothing off. hangs off my butt and my little tits. <laughs> cut off your nipples. <laughs> Yeah, well, happy anniversary. Happy five years. It was Half of the decade. fun to know that you have the record for your school of detentions. Not anymore. You're a bad child. 
I would have never guessed that when I met you because you yeah. were just like such a good person when I met you. We like cared about the environment, eating healthy, eating veggies. Like, <laughs> I, would have I never feel guessed. like I've all that stuff, which I was acting out because of all the stuff going on at home. Yeah. You know, in hindsight, that's exactly what was happening. Like all these people and teachers and were making me feel like I am have the, like I'm there's something wrong with me. Was it the weight or was it the fact that your parents were like fighting? Like what, what do you think it stemmed from exactly? Well, it stemmed from my parents going through the issues that they went through, which yeah. I'm not going to go get into detail about, but also my dad was an alcoholic. So when you grow up in an alcoholic household, there's tons of control issues and things that you go through and teenagers do a lot of different things to cope with having an alcoholic parent. Mm -hmm. um, and a lot of the times it is just like lashing out at school. In being rambunctious because you're not getting that like security yeah. so anyways the, everyone made me feel like there's something wrong with you rather than being like hey what's going on with you that's true you know and so yeah. i always have had this sort of chip on my shoulder like even in high school they're like you know put me on the edge and i'm like i feel like i've lived my life to kind of like prove people that i'm a good person because they viewed me as like damaged goods or like something's wrong with you. Don't you almost feel like when people put that label on you, it's hard to feel like you're not that, right? Like if you, if someone's like, you're stupid, at one point you're going to be like, well, okay, I'm stupid. So I'm going to act stupid, right? Or if, mm. like, because I got the label of you're so studious, you're so smart, whatever. So then I felt the pressure to be like studious and smart but if, that's almost that's a positive trait so i guess that's like a positive but do, i mean okay pressure. so like maybe maybe i'm being so a it's the opposite weird. actually so do you think it kind of manifested in you because you did one thing wrong and then they're like oh well he's a fuck up so then kind of like they would keep seeing you that way because you kept fucking up it's not like exactly you're no. proving them wrong because you were still getting into tensions you were doing yeah you were smoking weed you were doing things in your life that proved them right mm-hmm it wasn't like you're proving them wrong. Maybe when you got to be an adult, you did, but not at the time. No, okay. I don't know. I think, I think like all of that kind of just like instilled in me, like, no, you're not that type of person. I feel like it's kind of done the opposite where people felt that about me. And so it's made me almost overcompensate for that to be like, no, I'm not that way. I'm going to prove you wrong. Mm hmm. You know, rather than being like, yeah, you know what? I'll prove you right. I mean, but that came as an adult, not like you as a child. Because mm -hmm. in a way, as a child, you were proving them right. Yeah. Like I said, the problem was like they looked at me like there was something wrong with me rather than asking what's going on with me. Like, mm -hmm. how can I help you rather than like, why are you acting up? Then I probably would have acted better. But instead, there was like this separation between authority where they looked at me like, you're bad. And I'm like, oh, I'm not. But like, OK, like I'm going to stay away from you. Mm -hmm. So I'm sure that didn't help. Damn. Anyways. Well, the thing is, we can learn from that and make sure that our future child feels safe and loved and that we're asking them what's wrong instead of being like, you're just bad. You're bad. Bad kid. All right. They might have some bad genes, though, because it sounds like both of us in our own little ways. We're I feel like the kids that go through that strong havoc. adolescence and had stuff going on that they had to deal with and yeah. they come out on a positive end are usually more powerful people because they've had to grow earlier. Mm -hmm. Like I could have gone down a way shittier route. Yeah. But instead, I went down a great route because of those things. Right. There's like two options. You could either if your dad's an alcoholic. You can either adopt his alcoholism and say, I'm an alcoholic because my dad did, or you're very controlled around your drinking because you saw the negative effects of it. So luckily, I feel like I've taken the good path, and so have you. You know, yeah. you grew up in, a, in poverty, and so you could continue to grow up and be like, well, I never had a relationship with money, so I don't know what money is like. Instead, you went above and beyond. Yeah, I wanted to prove people wrong. You learn from what not to do. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's a trait both of us have. You know, I've said this before. There are two types of people in the world. People who like to prove people right and people who like to prove people wrong. And I think we're the type of people that like to prove people wrong. True. But it took us a while to yeah. do that. You just got to grow up. Yeah. You just got to grow up. Stop I don't putting know. so much pressure on these like 16 <laughs> year olds, 14 year olds, even 18 year olds. Where are you going to go? What are you going to do for school? Like these things matter. It's like. God, there's oh. so much pressure on these kids. I just remember I was growing like, up, I might be like, putting that pressure on our kids. I know, but like at some point you have to like step back and like let a human develop. Yeah. It did not but I want them develop. to be in college. Yeah. I, I mean, I know that you can be very successful without college, but I think 
college allows you to grow up slower Mm -hmm. um and it teaches you like social accountability it teaches you finances in a very like without jumping into the pool yeah in like little baby steps baby steps baby steps okay well happy five-year anniversary i feel so productive and so happy we had the best day today such a good day um and if you guys have ever gotten in trouble in school let us know down below have you gotten suspended detention let us know the worst thing you did in school that you're willing to admit yeah that you're willing to admit you know because there's some things i want i'm not willing to admit yeah True. Maybe I'll admit it. Not now. Not right now. Next episode, maybe. Next episode, if we maybe. decide. <laughs> Anyways, looking back on it, it's actually not that bad, but I'm still a little embarrassed to talk about it. <laughs> I got some stories too. Yeah, that you're yeah. embarrassed about. Just like shit that I did that <laughs> not in school, but outside of school, but yeah. at around that age. Anyways, great episode. All right, if you guys haven't already, give us those five stars, baby, um, and leave us a comment letting us know shittiest thing you did in high school <laughs> or any funny stories. Yeah. yeah, anything you want to share. All right, well, we love you guys, and we'll see you next Tuesday. Bye, guys. Bye, guys. She was my math teacher, but she also happened to be my JV volleyball coach. And me and our, our entire team were convinced that she hated us. So after a game, she was pissed at us because she, I kid you not, she would literally torture us. She would make us run suicides for every serve we didn't make during a game. And there was this one bad game where we had like 20, like, not 20, that's actually insane, but like maybe 10 missed serves. And instead of making us do suicides, she made us do fucking laps up and down these stairs that were like ginormous at our school. And all of us, like I think two of the girls threw up, all of us were tired and all of us were like, why is she our coach? And we all decided to camp together and have a talk with her. And we made her cry because we were like, you hate us. Why are you our JV coach? Blah, 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 blah. She ended up being one, like, one of my favorite teachers, but she was convinced that we all cheated in our AP exams because all of us got fives.